it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. Here we go. Hi, John. Fantastic. Thank you for joining me. Uh, John and I, John Asperian. Am I pronouncing that even right? You are, Trisha. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Um, so John and I met through the You of the Media community. I'll tell you more about that at some other stage. But, um, you know, I know him as a real person, not just a not just a thing on a screen. So um, <laughs> just a thing on the screen. Fantastic. That should be my epitaph. I think. <laughs> no, you're not just a thing on the screen. You're far from it. Um, uh, describing yourself, I think, brilliantly, uh, relentlessly helpful technical copywriter for B2B websites, blogs and case studies, and this I love, LinkedIn nerd and profile writer. Um, All good. And you seem to have a marvellous balance of being able to sort of um, let everybody know that you're ruddy good at what you do without anybody thinking, oh, blimey, he's a bit full of himself. And that's a problem for some of us so that's kind of we're, we're going to kind of just explore this and um uh yeah yeah so one thing i noticed is that it is very easy to be put off people very quickly on linkedin would you agree Yes, definitely. I think it comes back to people not really understanding how the platform works and how other people will see them. So one of the major traps that people fall into is that idea of um, being a bit too promotional. So, you know, the the long-term view of LinkedIn has been it's some sort of online CV. And so when when you're in that mindset, you're always thinking about what else can I include? How else can I promote myself? How can I make myself look good? What achievements have I got that I can talk about? Mm -hmm. Um, But um, when you're dealing with real people, reading feeds, you know, it's a social media network now. No one really wants to hear about you banging on about that last award ceremony that you went to or or what fantastic client work you've just done. You know, you you can do it in moderation, but uh, a lot of people just, um, it seems to be all they put out and it really does, it definitely turns me off. Yeah, I think it turns a lot of people off. And I don't understand actually why people are slightly deluded or insensitive. But then communication is a funny thing. And I think that's a really good point that you're in, if you're in the CV um, mindset, um, then I, c- I can see how you could slip into that without meaning to actually as well. So, yeah, it has changed. Now, I've heard a few people recently moaning about it becoming, in inverted commas, Facebooky. Yeah, well, I think, uh, to be honest, I I think all social media is starting to converge. We're seeing cross-pollination and, you know, features being lifted from one and being copied to another. So it may well be the case that in the future we just have this thing that we call social media where everything is pretty much just uh, a platform for talking to other people and you just choose whichever one you like the logo. (laughs) <laughs> most yeah. do you know what I mean it, 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 so so yeah. LinkedIn definitely has a, a reputation for lifting uh features from Facebook 
but um, the organic reach is at a point where it's still pretty good. You know, you can actually reach people with your content on LinkedIn, which you can't really do on Facebook unless you're willing to put your hand in the pocket. So um, mm. if it's becoming a bit more like Facebook, but um, you're still able to reach people, I don't really see a bad side of that. It's just another platform for you to communicate, you know, build relationships and um, hopefully show a bit of expertise. So well, that's, that's, it, that's it, isn't it? That's the mix. That's the blend. Communicate, show a bit of expertise, uh, build relationships. And so what you're saying is whenever you're posting, um, is there a little checklist that you put in your head? Is it comp Obviously, each person is an individual for a start. So I guess reading your audience is quite important. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I suppose there's you, no point creating content just for you. You're creating it for a purpose, which is to uh, to demonstrate some sort of knowledge or authority in your industry, and that means that the people who are reading it, you want to uh, to influence them in some way, and that means you need to create something that's going to be relevant to them. Um, it's funny the timing of this chat, actually, because just yesterday I put out a post about a kind of um, a safety net or a fallback, if you like, so that even if you haven't got your own brand identity really tightly nailed down, which a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, don't, um, I, I came up with a little acronym of something that you can try and aim for in all of your uh, content, or at least some of it. Um, <clears throat> so I came up with this acronym of CHEER, which stands for Challenging, Helpful, Amusing, Interesting, and relevant. And if you, if you can get maybe two or three of those things in each of your posts, um, that that's a, is a good way of um, making sure that you're not going to be too salesy or spammy and that you're providing something of value to your reader. Oh, John, I mean, I mean, you know, wow, let's just stop for a moment and let me just take that in. That is that, because you didn't tell you didn't warn me about this. That is, <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love that. It's really good. It's so easy. I mean, there's some people like me who are just who are quite capable of just spouting out, you know, instant stuff all over the place. So I have to hold myself back quite a lot. Um, there are other people who, you know, it's a mountain to climb to put one single post on. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're all very different. But, but what, whatever kind you are, having that blend that you've just mentioned, because I was going to mention humour, actually, and you've said amusing. Is there, is there any sort of um, etiquette, do you think, on use of humour? Well, I, <clears throat> a lot of the best practice advice says that when you're creating content, no one expects you to be a comedian, and I think that is true. Uh, but you have to remember that even in business to business, which is what LinkedIn is, is best known for, um, still human beings who are reading the content at the end of the day. So um, if you can add a little bit of levity to the content, there's, there's very few topics, I think, that you're likely to talk about as, as someone who sells a product or a service. Mm. There's probably very few areas where you couldn't introduce a little bit of levity or lightheartedness in, in what you write. Um, and so that, you know, that, that's the kind of thing that tends to be most engaging. You know, you'll see some posts do particularly well on LinkedIn and it's, um, uh, it's the kind of thing that stirs emotion. So a bit of fun in there, I think, wouldn't go amiss. Uh, the, the problem a lot of people have is that they just don't have enough confidence to, to really put the true 
version of themselves out there. And, and I fell into this trap. You know, I spent a few years playing a very straight bat and, and trying to be prim and proper, and, and, um, and it didn't really get me very far. And when I, when I had enough practice and saw that things weren't really happening, when I just kind of relaxed and thought, why don't I just write this the way I say it? Mm. The way I say it usually involves, you know, a little bit of wry humor here and there. Um, that's when stuff started to resonate, you know, it started to get results. And of course, once you see people reacting and, uh, you know, reacting positively, it's the easiest thing in the world to to continue down that path it's just having enough confidence to just let go a bit and uh, and not be that boring stuffy person that everyone else is especially in b2b so that's worked for me it might take you a bit of time to to gather up enough courage to do it yourself but it's uh, it's definitely worth keeping in mind yeah it took, took me probably about two years um and that bearing in mind i come from a background as being an actor you you would have thought it would have been quite an easy thing um but I was in a different, I was in a different context. I was in a business world and um, I made the mistake of kind of, yeah, kind of drawing backwards into something that I thought I should be and wondered why it didn't ever feel quite right. And you're absolutely right. I could almost mark it the moment where I let myself out the bag, if you like. And um, Apart from anything else, it's more enjoyable to do, isn't it? So, Well, yeah. definitely. I mean, co- content creation, which is what we're really talking about here, is, you know, for a lot of people, it's a chore. Yeah. But if it's something you can have fun with, you know, if, if your marketing is fun, um, it's going to get done, right? So, um, so yes, d- definitely don't discount the idea of, of being a bit more human and having a bit more fun with your content. I think it's really powerful. So when somebody does win an award, I don't want to make this personal, but I, I did recently win an award. Congratulations. Fantastic. Thank you. It's not about me. Um, but, um, but I have really struggled with knowing quite how to tell the world about it. So I did eventually put a post on LinkedIn um, and it was an official sort of photo taken of the person giving me the award but it wasn't at one of these fancy dinner glitzy things it was at Bournemouth University because the award is BU Alumni of the Year inspiring learning category which for me just felt like a lovely place to be because I'm a BU alumni and because I hope that I inspire people with what I do in my coaching and tools but so I felt really proud of this. It was very aligned with me, this award. So that was good. And I thought, ah, oh, now how do I put this out without people thinking, mm, blimey, you know, who does she think she is? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So, so what I'd say about that is to, to remember that your LinkedIn, <clears throat> the feed, the LinkedIn feed where you put your posts, that is a stream of conversation. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to think about, if I put out a post of this ilk, what conversation could that spark? And if the answer is not very much, then that signals that perhaps this isn't a particularly high-value post. However, um, if someone were in due diligence mode, someone wanted to find out who is this Trisha Lewis and why should I hire her, mm-hmm. uh, they might look at your profile. Mm-hmm. Now, on your profile, you'd absolutely want to show off awards certificates and so forth and so you've got uh, various sections where you could put that kind of thing there's a media section at the top if you've got a video or some visuals to go with it mm-hmm. an experience section those places are fantastic places to put that because someone looking for 
evidence that you'd be a safe choice to work with would absolutely mm. naturally look there and would be, would be encouraged to see those sort of things. Um, putting it in the feed is unlikely to generate any kind of conversation, uh, any significant level of con- conversation anyway, and therefore those posts won't perform particularly well. And every time you put something in the feed, you risk someone clicking the unfollow button. Yeah. So um, I, I, my recommendation is not to never put those things in your feed, mm-hmm. but to be really quite sparing about when you do it. Um, ideally, if you can wrap it in a more valuable general post, mm-hmm. so talk around the topics around uh, why you got that award or some, some other mm-hmm. bit of work that you did that could provide value to the reader. And then also happen to mention that this is what you're awarded for. That's mm. okay. But a bald post that's simply about, here's me with a statuette, um, mm. <laughs> probably isn't of great value. So uh, some people recommend that you, you, you kind of take the salesy, self-promotional uh, route, uh, maybe only one in every five posts. I would say that even that is really quite a lot. Mm. Um, I, I tend not to do it at all, but I, I would personally say more like something like one in 10. So that means that if you're posting maybe a couple of times a week, then you wouldn't want to do anything too promotional or salesy more than once a month, really. Mm -hmm. Um, And and, and that means, so what, 10 to 12 times a year? I think that's more than enough. Mm. Yeah, that is brilliant. Actually, that's, that's really, really useful. And that thing about putting stuff in the uh, profile sections and using them well of course am I doing that no um, <laughs> that's absolutely bang on advice that, that yeah, is- see, see because uh, your feed is, is kind of it slips off the bottom doesn't it I mean it's there if you scroll back far enough but if I were to come along in three months time and think about whether whether you'd be the right fit for me um, yeah. I want to know about that award I want to know about your certificates I want to know about your qualifications I want to know about your testimonials and recommendations and so forth and so, so, the, yeah. the, the, so your profile is yeah. the house for all of those things and so yeah. so so you absolutely should should populate your yeah. house with with the right things oh I love that and the testimonials I guess you're right that's when they come into their own is is when somebody's thinking hmm, is this somebody I can hire for this event is this somebody I can work with etc then they will go in and delve into some of those testimonials but there's no need to sort of cut and paste those and chuck them in your feed for fun no I wouldn't say so I mean once in a while probably won't hurt and especially if it's if it's a high profile name Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want them just lost in the sea of your recommendations one of the frustrating things about recommendations is on LinkedIn they always appear in in date order so the newest one you've got it sits at the top so even if you've got a brilliant one it'll it, it might be out of view and there's nothing you can do about that, which is quite frustrating. Um, so, so if you do have anything that you really want to scream about, then fair enough, it's, it's reasonable to put that in a in a post. Um, but again, and again, wrap yeah. it in a wrap it in. A, think of the, the the helpful, amusing, interesting, relevant stuff as you're as you're doing it. Yeah. Yes. If if you if you can introduce those things, that'll give you a better chance of getting some engagement. In other words, reactions and comments and shares, and that that's the key to standing out. The more engagement you can get, 
the more you can foster in, in the way that you write the content and then react to people's reactions to it. Yeah. Uh, the further that content will spread through the LinkedIn network, the more followers you'll, you'll accrue and statistically, you know, a percentage of those people will probably turn into customers. So mm-hmm. the more you get, uh, the more business you're going to get down the line. I love that because, I, you know, it's, I'm way beyond a point in my life where I just need people to say they like me. Um, <laughs> so, although it's quite nice. But, you know, I, I got loads of likes for the posts I put up about the award. Um, you know, very genuine, very nice uh, likes. But you're thinking, yeah, that doesn't, that's not really conversation. <laughs> so I'm just going down thanking everybody for, like, you know, liking the fact that people have liked me uh, because I'm very polite and I, I want them to know that it matters and I care. Um, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is probably a little bit of a waste of time at this stage. Yeah. So it's just the difference between broadcasting and starting conversations, isn't it? So that's why questions work well, um, because they encourage a response. That's why challenging things can work well. They they can divide the room um, if if you're brave enough to be be a little bit divisive in in sharing some opinions, Uh, being amusing and interesting and relevant. And for me, most of all, being helpful. Mm, Uh, that that, that elicits quite a good response from the the stuff that I share about LinkedIn and writing and other techie bits and pieces. Mm. Um, You know, people respond saying, oh, I didn't know that, or did you know about this? And then we can start a conversation and and kind of go from there. And that's the kind of thing that gets me good engagement. Whereas Mm. if I I put up, uh, you know, I won so-and-so award, I I shouldn't imagine very many people would really care. Um, So so always think first about what what the reader is going to care about, the kind of things that are likely to engage them, and then do that, do more of that thing. I love it. I absolutely love this. Um, And you've given so much value already um, that I don't, we can can stop because this is almost like a rich cake that people are going to gorge on. So thank you so, so much, John. Honestly, there's some absolute nuggets in that. Um, And is there anything you're up to at the moment that you want to that you want to brag about? Well, <laughs> in between writing content for my clients, I'm, I'm trying to write my own book at the moment. So fingers crossed that should be out um, in April 2020, so some months away yet. But uh, that is going to be about the power of consistency and congruence in your own content. So the book is called Content DNA, and it's about discovering the um, handful of brand values that you need to uh, put through every single piece of content that you create so that you're the same shape uh, everywhere. And that's the thing that leads to you being more trusted, more memorable, and more importantly, more referable for work. So when I talked about CHAIR, uh, the acronym earlier, that's my kind of fallback. But really what you want to do is is come up with about four um, real differentiated brand identifiers for you and then and then just kind of hammer those hard every time you make a post so that you become that memorable person who who has that that shape that uh, that people recognize as soon as they see or read anything that you've created so that's what i'm working on at the moment and uh, as i say fingers crossed april that'll be out in all good bookshops and, uh, and some I, I'm definitely going on you know I have only got about three million books at the moment but I definitely mm-hmm. have that one as well so that's useful um that sounds brilliant I also am writing a book at the moment and um so I'm, I'm with you 
it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. There's never enough time, is there? But uh, I'm sure we'll get there. We will. And this has been an absolute delight. So um, have a good rest of the day and uh, I will probably see you soon. So thanks ever so much, John. Fantastic. Thanks again for having me, Tricia. Cheers. Yes! Take action. Try this one small step. Well, you've got to use John's brilliant acronym, CHAIR. So every time you're about to publish a piece of content, check the CHAIR rule. Challenging, helpful, amusing, interesting, relevant. Ah, that's the big action tip. The other one, quickie, if you've won an award recently, um, don't necessarily put it all over your LinkedIn feed. There's an actual section in your profile called accomplishments. Do make sure it's in there. Okay. Lot of fascinating stuff. You might need some show notes. So head over to trishalewis.com forward slash make it real podcast to download those and subscribe because then you'll know when the next episode is available. I give you permission to go out and be real and enjoy it. Look forward to the next episode. Never be replaced.